1: center of cyberspace, Silicon Valley. The San Jose Sharks Radio Network presents Sharks Hockey Digest. Now, now, here's your host, Dan
2: Rusinowski.
3: Hello, hockey fans. Welcome to the Sharks Hockey Digest, presented by SAP. Today, we take a look at the prospects selected in the 2020 NHL Entry Draft. Joining me on the show is the voice of the American Hockey League San Jose Barracuda, Nick Nolenberger. Nick, this has been the most unusual off-season in hockey history, and the Sharks organization adjusted to it beautifully, including a couple of deals on the fly on draft day. They certainly did. The Sharks initially
4: had three draft selections in the top 60, and then after some crafty work at the virtual draft table, they wound up taking nine outstanding prospects that
3: represent the future of the organization. You know, Nick, there were a lot of questions surrounding exactly what the Sharks might do in the first round. A variety of teams talked to San Jose about the 31st overall pick, but the team held firm and selected forward Ozzie Weisblatt from the Prince Albert Raiders of the Western Hockey League. Director of Scouting Doug Wilson Jr. gave us an idea about what to expect.
5: He's uh, one of the fastest kids in all of major junior hockey. Um, You know, we were looking for speed, we were looking for playmaking, we were looking for possession. And we are looking for, you know, puck protection and pursuit. And uh, that that's this kid in spades. I mean, it's tough to get the puck off his stick. Uh, no one gains the ozone entry like he does. Uh, he's shifty. And it just so happened that, uh, you know, four or five of the games I was at, uh, his teammates would get run and he was the first guy in the pile taking care of him. That's the kind of kid this kid is. So, you know, he's a center. He's a right shot. He's fast. He's skilled. Um, he's an agitator. I mean, He's, he's new age toughness in the NHL, and I'm, I'm so thrilled to have him.
4: According to the Sharks director of scouting, Ozzy has many intangibles that the Sharks are definitely looking for in a player.
5: It's always good to get attitude. It's, it's tough to get. I mean, this, the draft, this draft we've been talking about has a lot of skill in it, and so you're looking for other things. I mean, uh, I'd be the first one to tell you what I love about Ozzy is how fast he is. And he's a right shot, and he was the best uh, neutral zone entry player in Major Junior last year. So, you know, what he does on the ice is phenomenal. And then you put him up against other players that are in that range. And when you get to know the kid and you get to know the family, um, you realize this guy's a shark. And that's kind of what put it over the top. It's he's a great player, even better kid. And uh, we're excited for him. But uh, I'd say what he is and, and what he has to bring. I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up with a couple more players in that type of tier uh, going forward here.
3: It was one of the great moments of the draft when Dougie not only announced Weisblatt's name, he used American Sign Language to communicate Ozzy's first name on the television broadcast. Ozzy's mom, Kim White, is deaf, and according to Dougie, it was an important thing to be able to make sure that the entire family was part of it.
6: He's an
5: unbelievable kid with an uh, unbelievable family, and um, they just, it's a bunch of hard workers. And he's, he's got character, he'll run through the wall for you. And, you know, it's, this is a huge moment for 17 and 18 year olds. And you know, in my life, my mom is a huge, huge factor. She really is. Um, and if I was in this moment, I would want to be able to share it with my parents too. And that's just, you know, I would have loved to have done his whole name, but I'm not that smart. I, uh, I just I wanted to tell the kid that, you know, you're a part of the Sharks family and we're really excited for you. So very happy to have Ozzie with us.
3: Ozzy really appreciated that gesture.
7: That means a ton, especially to my, to my mom. and just the, the deaf uh, community in general, I think that, um, you know, it's it's just uh, it's a very nice gesture for him to do. And, um, you know, my, my mom will, will never forget that.
3: Let's hear a little bit more about Ozzie Weisblatt. When he was just 16 years old in his first full season in the Western Hockey League, he was on a Raiders team that won the league championship. And he says that it was an important step forward in his career.
7: Yeah, it was huge. I mean, um, I was lucky enough to have so many great players and and uh, unbelievable leaders. So um, you know, I, I've really been so lucky throughout throughout my whole WHL career so far, and um, hope to continue that.
4: Here's how Ozzy described himself as a player.
7: I think that uh, I'm a skilled forward. I think that you know I, I have good speed, and um, I think that one thing about my game that that stands out is my my competitiveness and my uh my level of compete i think that you know being a smaller guy i, I got to be able to to throw my body around and win puck battles and uh i think that's that's one of my specialties
3: ozzy weisblatt comes from a very athletic family of five children he has three brothers ocean orca and oasis all to have played at a high amateur level of hockey he says that his brothers provided a solid hockey environment for him
7: yeah definitely i think growing up with with uh three brothers, it it definitely had to make me a little tougher. And um, you know when you're when you're playing games, there's there's no excuses for for getting hurt. So, um, growing up growing up with them was amazing, and uh definitely made me into the to the player I am today.
3: The Sharks have already signed Ozzie to an entry level contract, and when he comes to his first training camp, he's looking forward to skating with them, including one who he knows quite well.
7: I think there's some legendary players. I mean, uh of eric carlson i mean brent burns and um you know i, I have a former former teammate um noah gregor so i mean uh i really couldn't have asked for a, a better place to end up and uh, just really happy ozzy talked a little
4: bit more about playing on that championship team with noah
7: when we first met so, uh, we kind of clicked right away and uh, ended up being line mates for a uh, majority of the year so um it, it's just really special and uh, can't wait to see some uh, familiar faces.
3: We spoke with Noah Gregor about his former line mate, and he told us that he was pretty excited that Ozzy is now a member of the Sharks organization. Well,
6: I was pretty excited. I was a little, a uh, little shocked. You know, the last pick—you never really know uh, what's going to happen. And then, as soon as I saw, uh, you know, Dougie Jr. make the call, I was—I uh, was pretty excited. I sent him a text right away. Ozzy sent him a text, and. Uh, Oh, he replied uh, a little later. I'm sure his phone was uh, getting blown up. So uh, we had a little talk and uh, I was pretty excited for him. Gregor talked about Ozzy's skating ability. He's quick and, uh, you know, he's shift, He's really good on his edges. Uh, he's good at, uh, you know, making those tight turns and, and, you know, being a skilled player with that. And uh, I think that's a huge step with the way the NHL is going, is, you know, you got to be able to skate and uh, uh, it's uh, it's a great attribute to have, and, and he already has it, and I'm sure he's going to improve on it as, as he uh, continues his development.
3: Sharks general manager Doug Wilson knows all about the draft calculus that takes place at the Sharks' table each year. He was happy to see that Weisblatt was still available when the
8: 31st pick came up. Well, it was it was a hope that, you know, the things that we saw in him that other teams uh, didn't jump in front of us, and we there's a couple of teams we were concerned about. Um, I think Dougie uh, had a great read on this kid. And I think the big thing that we've all talked about is attitude you know, juice and energy and attitude. This kid's a winner. And, you know, you, you don't see that type of uh, emotion and passion unless you've gone through a journey in life. And I just think he's a special kid. And, and I asked our guys, I said, give me a couple of words to describe him. And that was the word that came up as a winner. He plays hard. He loves the game. You know, the one thing we're trying to do is connect our whole group and, I'm proud of our guys. If I got four or five guys calling in after one draft drafted player, it, it connects people you know, the emotion and the story. And, and um, uh, we're just really excited about his attitude and the ingredients he brings to this group. And, uh, Dougie was all over this, uh, this player uh, was fighting for this player and uh, it fell right to a place that we we're able to get him. And uh, I think it's a great moment. I really do. Um, when you get you know, that, that just that influx of attitude that, uh, People want to rally around, and this kid can play.
3: Well, Nick, that's a good summary of the Sharks' first-round pick. Let's move on to round two, where the Sharks were active in one of their three trades at the virtual draft table. Originally, the Sharks had the
4: 34th pick in the draft, but when it came time for them to make their selection, they traded it to the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for two selections. The pick four spots down at 38 and a fourth-round selection, with the 38th selection, they took center Thomas Bordalo, who played for the U.S. National Team Development Program. His coach, Seth Apper, told us about what the Sharks are getting in Thomas Bordalo. Well, I
9: think first, you're, they're getting a, a, just a great human being, a uh, really good young man from a great family, uh, raised the right way, good teammates. So I think that, that's first and foremost, the kind of teammate, the kind of person he is kind of family comes from. In terms of a hockey player, they're getting a very intelligent, cerebral, playmaking, puck-moving centerman who is, who is growing his game in other areas as well uh, in terms of rounding out his game and his completeness of his game.
4: Coach Appert says the national program is a great development tool for young players like Thomas.
9: I think the national program, one of the best things that it does is it puts players in adversity. So many of these young, talented players never face adversity until they get to maybe the NHL or the American League. And what the national program does is it places these young players in adversity on a daily basis, put with the 22 other best players in the birth year. So there's uh, you have to fight for the pecking order and for your ice time on every day. Uh, you're playing against the best players in the country that's challenging in practice that creates adversity but then we put them in the deep end in, cer- in terms of the schedule where there's a lot of failure individually and collectively that adversity fuels growth and it's fueled a lot of growth in thomas's game
4: with all that in mind what kind of player can thomas Bordalo turn into here's
9: what his coach thinks i think he can become a, a centerman who can produce offense uh, at the nhl level but also Uh, it it can play a 200-foot game. Uh, You know, I think the player that we used a lot uh, in in watching video with Thomas uh, was Sidney Crosby. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing him to Sidney Crosby or saying he's going to have that impact. But he has a style uh, that's similar. Crosby plays a, a smart controlled game. Uh, Thomas has great speed, but he doesn't show it all the time. He, he plays under control. He plays with his mind, looks to manipulate the situation, and then uses speed and his competitiveness in certain moments where he's using his brain in a lot of moments. So um, he's more stylistically like like a Bergeron or a Crosby, and again, not comparing uh, that he's going to have that impact, but but a style like those players. That's the way he plays when he's playing his best. Like I said, he his playmaking is outstanding right now. He he's come so far and how hard he plays, and on being a good defensive centerman and being a penalty killer. Because we talked about those are those are ways you're going to earn your way to the National Hockey League, and he's made great improvements on those in the last two years.
3: Thomas gave us his own description about what type of a player he is.
7: I'm a playmaker who can shoot and, you know, who can score, too. And I think my, my biggest strength is my hockey IQ, you know, I'm strong on my edges, uh, and I'm strong on face off, so I got great puck skills, but I think my biggest asset is, uh, you know, ha- having like a, absolutely uh, just be, it's easy for me to find guys on the ice and just being able to create
10: plays so I, I think that's a big plus for me
3: well nick this may be the most intriguing pick of the sharks nhl draft thomas bordelow comes from a huge hockey family he'll become the fifth member of that family to get to the nhl if he makes it his father is sebastian bordelow who played for four nhl teams his grandfather is Poland bordelow who played in vancouver and quebec city his great uncles are Christian Bortolo, who played for five teams in the NHL and WHA. And then there's J.P. Bortolo, who skated for 10 NHL seasons with the Chicago Blackhawks, including three years as teammates with Sharks GM Doug Wilson. Bortolo talked about his family history.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, you know, it's been a, a big journey. And I think it was uh, it was really fun having, you know, of course, my dad and my grandpa being a part of that. So, um, uh, you know, I think it was uh Uh, Definitely really helpful, and I really appreciate them uh, being there for me.
3: Sharks Hockey Digest continues with our coverage of the 2020 NHL Entry Draft. What's next, Nick? With the 56th overall selection in the draft,
4: the Sharks selected right-wing Tristan Robbins from the Saskatoon Blades of the Western Hockey League. His name may sound familiar to some longtime Sharks fans, and for good reason. His father, Trevor Robbins, was a goaltender in the San Jose organization for three seasons before moving to Europe to finish his professional career in
3: England, where Tristan was born. When Tristan met with reporters, he was wearing his dad's original Sharks jacket from his playing days. He was pretty happy to be wearing it. Um,
5: it was actually my dad. He got it when he signed uh, out of his 20-year-old year in Brandon, so I thought it was
4: you know, timely that I get to throw it on. Trevor told us a little bit more about the history of his Sharks
11: jacket. It was uh, tucked away in a box for the longest time when we were living in, uh, we, we lived in our one house for about uh, probably about 14, 15 years, and then we decided to to move up to the lake. So when we moved about two to three years ago, obviously, we're packing all of our boxes and, and Tristan and our younger son are helping out. And all of a sudden, we come across this and he's like, wow, what's what's this? This is a pretty cool retro jacket. So we had a good conversation. I was like, well, yeah, this is my jacket that i had in my first training camp and obviously it was special for me so i kept it and he asked if you know if i would mind if he wore it and i'm like hey I'm sure it fit him good and uh, so he ended up just taking it with him when he went uh, went to saskatoon played junior and he was just wearing it out of the rink one day last year and he happened to be one of the media guys there and, and uh, seen seen the jacket and obviously knew the connection with uh, myself with the organization so they took a quick pick and threw it up on social media and so it got a little bit of traction there and then obviously uh, with the draft it was just it's a it's a great story and and uh, something that's really fun to talk about. The fact that Tristan was selected by the Sharks brought back memories for his father Trevor. It sure did. Um, Just uh, brings back the the short amount of time that I was in that organization and I was fortunate enough in my second year to get uh, called up to back up uh, Arter Zerbe and Wade Flaherty that when they were there, um, they, one of them went down with an injury. So I was fortunate to come up and, and uh, sit on the bench and see, see what the big show was all about. I unfortunately didn't get into a game, but uh, to experience that a little bit of it. And, and so it uh, brought brought back a lot of memories with, with the organization that way and just really fortunate that uh, Tristan gets the opportunity to go down that same path, and then it's just that much more special when he's in an organization that I was a part of at,
3: at one time. According to Tristan, his dad has been a huge factor in his development. He's
5: a very knowledgeable hockey figure, and uh, he coached me growing up. And I think you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without the knowledge that he has. He bounced around in the minors and ended up playing a 15-year you know, uh, pro career. And he's uh, probably been my biggest influence on hockey. Told me not to be a goalie growing up, and I guess that was a good decision. Um, But, yeah, no, I I don't think I'd be where I am without him.
3: The Sharks saw a player that they thought wouldn't last until their next draft spot at number 100. So they traded that pick with another fifth-round selection to Edmonton for the 76th slot in the draft. With that pick, they took left-wing Daniel Gushchin, a Russian native playing for the Muskegon Lumberjacks in the U.S. Hockey League. His coach, Mike Hamilton, told us what the Sharks are getting.
2: The first thing that uh, you guys are going to find out when you get him is he's probably going to be the hardest working guy in the rink. Um, Danny is uh, usually the first one in, last one to leave. He's that guy that we're always, he's holding us up from going home sometimes. So um, he's a true professional in regards to how he prepares himself um, just for a practice all the way from rolling out to after games and, and eating properly and making sure he's staying hydrated. So um, he's uh he's, basically one of those rink rats that uh, you have to keep an eye on him to see how much he's skating and um but he's always in doing video with us and trying to grab a coach to get out and work on his skills whenever we have time so uh, complete workhorse um his skill set is unbelievable hands skating um I, you know i mean obviously the way he sees the ice um are, are way above average and and um his skating isn't uh you know breakaway speed but um you know, again, he's very strong in his edges and stays obviously low to the ice, being a guy that's not as big. Um, you know, his areas of opportunity are to continue to evolve defensively. He came a long way in that regard in his two years here. Um, first year here, um, we had to, to work on a lot of things. Uh, you know, he, he would come back, uh, you know, um, a little bit slower than, than we wish uh, that, he, that he did. And uh, it was something that as his second year came and evolved, we started using him on penalty kill, and I think he had uh, six or seven shorthanded goals. Um, so again, it's uh, his part of his game that's evolved quite a bit, and, and uh, there's still room for improvement uh, to continue to uh, to buy in and, and be stronger in the defensive zone. But from an offensive standpoint, um, he's a he's a first rounder that uh, you guys were able to get in the third.
10: Shark scout Shin Larson also talked about him. I've seen him personally with the national team uh, playing for Russia, and he's. Just a really exciting player to watch. Really creative, quick in small areas. Very good puck skills. High-end hockey IQ. Those I think are the the main things that we we liked about him. You know, he's a young young kid still, so he'll you know he'll grow and get stronger. And uh, playing in the USHL, he's already got some experience of playing on the North American ice as well. So we see a lot of potential of growth in there. With the 98th selection, the
4: Sharks moved to the Ontario Hockey League's North Bay Battalion to select right-winger Brandon Coe. Coe is described as a powerful skater who is an excellent playmaker. At six foot four, he has good size, and he has a very hard shot. Let's
1: hear more about him from his head coach, Ryan Olehan. Well, I think, to be honest, especially where, where you got him in the draft, this is a, a sneaky little pick. Uh, to get Brandon where you got him. I, I think he's somebody that just has a, a huge ceiling. When you talk about, you know, the way the NHL game is played and, you know, what you want to add into your team, everyone talks about high skill. And then everybody, when you get to the playoffs, talks about big body hockey and heavy hockey and, and all those types of things. So it's it's interesting with Brandon, when he's at the top of his game, he can bring all those elements in sort of one package. You know, his... His skating is elite, his edge work, um, his shot and, and hand and hockey sense. And then, you know, you add in a six-four frame that, you know, can be pretty nasty. And when he's taking pucks harder than that and heavy on guys and, and play that way too. So much like all young guys, he's, he's working on consistency and, and just learning how to, you know, bring it every single night. But the sky is the absolute limit for this guy and, and we couldn't be more excited for him. In spite of
4: his team enduring a tough season, Brandon's play improved as the season went along. He talked about it.
11: Yeah, I think it was just uh, for myself, just finding the confidence in my game. Um, once I made the top prospects game, I sort of thought to myself that, that I can be a top player in the, in the OHL and, um, and make a good stride to get drafted in the NHL. And um, Just in the second half of the year, I had a lot of confidence in my
1: game and in myself, and um, it definitely showed out there.
4: We asked about what kind of player Ko could become. Here's
1: what his coach had to say. I think what he probably is, is, you know, you, you see the way teams are built now. Everybody needs to play. But you, you look at sort of your mid-six in a, in a roster. That's kind of where I would see him. A, a second, third line, right winger, big power forward type of guy. Somebody that can buzz around, kill penalties, but also, you know, have that ability to play with elite players. I just know going to the next level, everybody is so elite. So you have to find ways maybe in your game to, you know, separate yourself a little bit. But I I do think he's such an intriguing pick because this isn't somebody I believe that, you know, goes in and is a sure American League player and sort of has that path. I, I do believe that his ceiling is a very, very effective NHL player. And I think as a scout or as organizations, those are the types of guys that you kind of want to add in to your organization. And I think he's kind of in that category. His skills, his hockey sense, his all that is, is just off the charts. And I think when he fills out a little bit more, becomes a man, you talked about the late blooming thing, you know, he, he's headed in a really, really bright direction here.
3: In round five, the Sharks traded their 127th overall selection to the New York Rangers in exchange for two seventh-round picks, number 196 and number 206. That gave them four picks in the final round of the draft. They took center Alex Young at 196 from the Canmore Eagles, where he led the team in scoring with 82 points in 53 games last season. Born in Calgary, he'll be heading to Colgate University to play in the ECAC this season. His coach Andrew Milne told us about what the Sharks are getting in Alex Young.
0: Well, you're getting a great individual. I mean, the, the young family, and I say family because there's an older brother that's playing in Colgate that played for us, and there's a younger brother that is currently playing for us. Um, so I've known the family for a lot of years, and uh, you're getting a great family and a, and a great character individual in Alex, and um, you know, a great, a, a, just a great person, and that's one of the big things I think uh, when it comes to Alex and his family, but. Not on, the, not on the hockey side, more on the personnel side. And, and Alex is just a phenomenal individual and you know motivated, extremely motivated and excited and energetic and wants to get to the next level. And I think he's a quiet uh, personality, but he is vicious with his compete. And when he wants to get going, he gets going.
3: Coach Milne gave all Sharks fans something to really look forward to when talking about the type of player Alex might become.
0: Alex does so many things well. Like he's a competitor. He's fierce with his compete. He's he's skilled with the puck. He he skates fairly well. He's he's got a lot of tools. And I've always said he can be a two hundred foot player. His his competitiveness is so high in terms of wanting to have success. So, you know, he does have a lot of tools. And I think that's one of the advantages he's gonna have to allow him to to play at, at at the you know, the level is that he's going to be able to play anywhere up and down a lineup. If he has to play in the third line, fourth line, he can do that. If he has to play in the top two and be a skilled guy, he can do that. You know, he can penalty kill, he can power play, he can check. He, he's got so many elements to his game that are, are great that he's going to be able to play. But, you know, I, I, funny, I had a conversation with him and I told him a little stat that I said, Joe Pavelski was taken, I think two Oh five. And he's put up over a thousand points. Uh, both smaller guys that compete hard. Play hard every shift, and that's a guy that I've always, you know, looked at and watched, and, and I know Shark fans will know really well. Is he gonna put up a thousand points? I sure hope so. But you know, Pap and him have a lot of similarities in the way they play.
4: Five selections after Young at 201, the Sharks made right wing Adam Raska a member of their organization. Raska was at home in the Czech Republic, and he told us about his draft day experience.
10: I, I, I try to stay awake, but it was too late here in Czech, so I fell asleep and I wake up like a shark. Well, I have a lot of uh, like message and calls, missed calls. And so, yeah, it's true. I, I just fall asleep the night where it was the draft.
4: Once he found out that he had been drafted, Raska told us how he reacted.
10: It was pure happiness. Like I was so happy to be drafted. You know, it's, it's a big thing. And the, like the, almost everybody said the dream come true.
4: Shark scout, Shin Larson gave us his thoughts on Adam Raska,
10: the player. He's got an unbelievable compete in him and he's a little bit of a so-called disturber. You know, he's not afraid to to get in uh, right in the mix of things and, uh, and and stir it up. He gives a lot of energy to his team, I think, and that's what he bring, brings foremost. But I do think he has some, uh, some qualities as well, like a, a good shot and, you know, he's a pretty speedy guy as well. So another exciting player to keep following for sure.
3: Well, Nick, we have two more players to talk about, both in the seventh round. With the 206th overall selection, 20-year-old center Linus Oberg became a shark. Here's scout Shin Larsen's analysis of this player.
10: Actually, he's uh, on his second year playing pro hockey already. He's a little bit uh, an older uh, guy compared to some of the other you know players that were drafted. He's, he's born 2000. So he went through the draft two years. He's really come on the last couple of years. Last season, he was a surprise pick for the Swedish team at the World Juniors. Did really well there. in a in a limited role. His club team in Sweden is Orebro. Uh, they're playing in the SHL and they have a pretty strong team this year. And I, I think in his case, watching him early in this year, he, he really showed that he had a really good summer. And I think he scored five goals in four games, the first four games in the league. So in his case, I, I think it, it, it helped us to see his potential even more. He's not necessarily going to be a, know 30 goal uh, scorer uh, for us uh, in the nhl but he's he's got so many really good qualities that i think he he can play in all uh, situations very very uh, physically trained very strong very determined everybody i talked to said that uh, this guy is not going to stop until he he makes it as far as he can so uh, really excited about uh, uh, getting to know him better with their last
4: pick in the draft the Sharks took Tim Spitzerov, 210th overall. Tim is a Russian-born player who is playing at the highly regarded Culver Military Academy in Indiana. He gave us a summary of what type of player he tries to be.
7: I like to score goals, so I'm a really offensive player. And uh, in the zone, I like to shoot the puck on that. So, I mean, in the defensive zone, I just do my job that I'm supposed to do. And then, as soon as I have a chance, get an offense, I go in offense and just see what I can do there.
4: Who was his favorite player growing up? My favorite player
7: of all time is Paolo Datsuk. So I was really watching Paolo Datsuk all the time, all the highlights when I was a kid. Uh, I loved watching uh, like a, there's a 12 minute highlight of Pavel Datsuk before my games when I was in Russia. I really tried to not like copy his game, but put something from him into my game because I didn't want just to copy him. I wanted also to also have something from my own game. So I went to Paul Datsu camp multiple times, so I met him personally, I skated with him personally at that camp. When he left the NHL right now, my uh, favorite player is Kucherov, which I also look at his game and I just look what he does and I try to put it in my game too.
3: Well Nick, that's the complete lineup for the San Jose Sharks in the 2020 NHL draft. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty excited about the potential for all of these players. But there's still a lot of work left to be done. There is a lot, but when you
4: select nine overall, it gives you a lot of swings at the plate. And hopefully, as the Sharks have done
3: in their history, there's a few diamonds in the rough. We'd like to thank everybody for joining us on this special draft edition of the Sharks Hockey Digest, presented by SAP. For Nick Nolenberger, I'm Dan Rusinowski. saying so long for now.
1: This is a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Radio Network.